Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And together with our world-class coaching team, we have helped more than 6,000 women over 40 to fit back into their favourite clothes over the past decade. For more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to reveal specifically for women over 40, how to fit back into your favorite clothes before summer. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So in just a few months time, it'll be summer. And we've been speaking to a lot of women over 40 recently who are looking to lose a few pounds and tone up before the holidays and the summer social events start to ramp up. And so many women that we've spoken to have already tried all the things which worked in their 20s and 30s. But no matter what they try, neither in their 40s and 50s, they can't seem to get the scales moving. They're spending all week dieting, then stepping on the scales and seeing zero movement, which can be really frustrating. They're choosing clothes to cover up problem areas instead of wearing the things they like, worrying that they won't achieve their fitness goals before summer, if at all, and feeling like their body is fighting against them. And year after year, their waistline is expanding and their weight is creeping up and up. And if you can relate at all, I completely get it. But the good news is we've helped thousands of women over 40 to remove the barriers that were blocking them from seeing results and to quickly and easily turn it all around, lose the excess weight, regain their confidence and get back to feeling amazing in all their clothes, all in just a few short months. And if you're wondering how this is possible, you're in luck because in today's podcast, we're going to lay out step by step how you can fit back into all your favorite clothes before summer without having to sacrifice your career, give up time with your family, ban wine and chocolate or even step foot in a gym. Awesome. So today we're going to basically explain five things, five things you need to do step by step to get back into your favorite clothes by summer and to feel amazing in them. So we're going to go one by one through these steps. And the first thing you're going to need to do is to start by resetting your food choices. So the reason why this is so important is they need to work with your body and hormones rather than against them. And for most women over 40, the food choices and the drinks choices they're making are actually making things worse and making it harder for them to succeed. So If you're trying to eat better, but your brain is basically hooked on sugary foods, so you're hooked on things like chocolate, you're hooked on things like biscuits, you're hooked on things like sweets or cake, having a cake with a coffee, things like that, it's going to be really, really difficult. It never really works. If you're hooked on those things or you're hooked on alcohol, you're having that glass of wine off a stressful day of work, basically you're going to be fighting a losing battle just trying to have a little bit less and it's even harder when your hormones are changing in the run-up to menopause what will happen is these foods and these these drink choices well will disrupt your hormones not only making menopause symptoms worse and these symptoms can happen up to 10 years before clinical menopause so for a lot of people in the early 40s things like brain fog things like poor quality sleep um, things like low mood it will also put your body in a position where it's more likely to gain weight and what can tend to happen is you end up kind of stuck in this cycle of having that glass of wine on the sofa after a stressful day or after a stressful week of work, opening that sharing bag of crisps or chocolate, snacking on biscuits between work meetings without even really realizing what's happened and before you knew you've gone through the whole packet. And this can then lead, as I said, to making all the menopause symptoms worse, but also just getting stuck in this vicious cycle of relying on sugar and alcohol as pick-me-ups to deal with stress. So when it's been a stressful day, the alcohol gives that kind of ah, sense of relief. And when you're really stressed with two meetings, that sugar can give you that kind of, it can give you a bit of a false boost of energy, but it can feel like a boost of energy. And the problem is 
this food actually, or this these alcohol and food choices actually drive you wanting more and more and more of them. So the more you have of them, the more you're going to want of them, and the harder it is to get yourself off it. And most people, they just try and say, I'm going to have a little bit less. I'm going to try and, you know, go from having a drink every single night or having a drink a few nights a week to just having it on the weekend or one night a week. And it does not work. Same thing with sugar. I'll, I'll try and just have a few less biscuits. It does not work. You've got to go cold turkey to reset your cravings and habits. And you can think of this kind of like resetting a computer that's running slowly and crashing all the time. If you just keep trying to use that computer, especially if you remember those old sort of gray box computers that we had in the 90s and 2000s, they would just get slower and slower. They'd start making weird noises, you know, like that crunchy noise inside it. The hard disk was struggling to do anything. And if you're just continuing to try and use that, often you'd get like the blue screen of death or the thing would just completely stop and you'd have to hold the button in, start over again. Now, the solution to this then is basically to reset the computer, but to reset your brain so that you break those habits and you cut those cravings so you're not stuck in a cycle of craving and wanting these things and then ultimately when you're tired and stressed, giving into them. So what we recommend you do is cut out what we like to call the WADS foods for one to two weeks to reset your cravings and get into better habits with food and drink. And this will force you into eating food and drink or making food and drink choices that are going to work with your changing body and hormones as a woman in your 40s or 50s. So these are these WADS foods are basically foods people struggle to eat in moderation and that disrupt your hormones, especially if you have intolerances to them. So these are wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar. That's why it's the WADS. And... We do this inside our Fit Over 40 program using a process called the Diet Makeover. It's the first one to two weeks of the program. And clients often lose up to half a stone in that period in a completely sustainable way. They're not starving themselves. They're not over-restricting themselves. And their energy levels and mood are also transformed. They're often through the roof and they cannot believe how much better they feel. Often things like night sweats reduce, poor quality sleep is kind of transformed. So they're sleeping well again through the night. The energy and mood are lifted so they feel so much better and they're way more productive and joint aches and pains which can be caused by eating these low quality foods these high sugar foods and drinking too much they also reduce massively so they're much more likely to exercise so it has a knock-on effect on everything and it gets the weight moving really really quickly so that's the first thing we recommend you do is basically do what we call a diet makeover to reset your food choices so you're working with your changing body and hormones rather than against them then once you've done that, so once you've reset that sort of uh, your food choices, the next thing to focus on is exercise. So the key thing with this is to exercise in a way that keeps stress levels low. So a lot of approaches out there, they won't actually include any exercise or movement. And the problem with this is if you're not moving regularly, you're not doing a regular exercise routine, what you have to do is then overcompensate with your nutrition, which means starving yourself in order to see results. The thing with starving yourself, as you'll know, if you've ever followed a low calorie diet or any diet that really restricts you and makes you cut down your food intake or cut down your food choices, it's very difficult to stick to long term. However, this kind of lack of movement is very, very common with people who are either working from home or, you know, working in the office, but very sort of sedentary at the desk, at a desk job all day. Um... And so a lot of these people, because that's their situation, they end up on these starvation diets, which again, are just not sustainable. The opposite approach also doesn't work though. So just like not doing enough exercise works, doesn't work. If you do too much intense exercise and you combine that with a stressful job and stressful lifestyle, this causes chronically high stress hormone levels. So as people get older, your response to stress increases this happens for both men and women but for women 
This increase in stress response is three times greater than it is for men due to changes that happen in the run-up to menopause. So what this can lead to is that you have what's called chronically elevated cortisol. So cortisol is the stress hormone, meaning that your cortisol levels have been ramped up and are really, really high all the time. What this can then lead to is what we call the weight gain triangle. So there's three important things that can happen. Number one is leptin resistance. Number two is insulin resistance. Number three is thyroid deregulation. So leptin is a hormone which is responsible for um, your sort of hunger and how full you feel from the food that you eat. So it controls your sort of hunger levels. So if you're leptin, if you start experiencing leptin resistance, you'll find that you're craving unhealthy foods more than you were previously. The second one, insulin resistance. So insulin is a storage hormone which kind of regulates how does your body deal with calories, how does your body deal with carbs, whether it's going to store those as body fat or not. And then thyroid deregulation. Your thyroid is responsible for your metabolism. So if you get thyroid deregulation, it can lead to a kind of general slowing down of your metabolism. But you don't really need to know about those in loads of detail. But the key thing is that all of those hormonal changes make it more difficult to lose weight and easier to gain weight, especially gaining weight around the middle area, which is something that we see, which is very common with the women over 40 that, that we work with. Most forms of exercise, kind of popular exercise that are promoted by sort of the fitness industry also overstress the body for women over 40, including things like HIIT training, high intensity interval training, spinning, going on long runs, any kind of gym classes, anything that's sort of very high intensity is stressful for the body. So it can trigger that weight gain triangle. It's also stressful for the joints for a lot of the women we work with who have maybe they have aching knees or hips or back. They've got some kind of joint at, joint uh, issues going on. And it requires a lot of effort and a lot of time for either minimal results or not seeing any resu results at all. So for women over 40 doing these types of exercise it would be like cutting the lawn with a pair of kitchen scissors. You could do it. You could sort of get on your knees, crawl around for like four hours, cutting every single blade of glass individually with a pair of scissors. But it's very, very time consuming, very, very difficult. And the results are not likely to be very good. So the solution to this, which would be like getting a lawnmower and just quickly cutting the lawn in 10 minutes, would be to do exercise that keeps your stress hormone levels low, but delivers big results at the same time. So what we recommend instead is what we call LIST training. So LIST stands for Low Impact Strength Training, um, which is basically lifting weights, weight-based kind of exercise, resistance exercise, lifting weights in a slow and controlled way, which is gentle on the joints, it builds muscle, it tones you up, it's very effective for burning body fat, and most importantly, it keeps your stress levels healthy as well. So we wanna do that LIST training, we want to combine that with upping your general activity. I mean, the easiest way to do this is just by upping your step count. So if you aim for sort of 5,000 to 10,000 steps per day, um, that can burn an additional sort of 200 to 400 calories per day, which is a really significant amount if you can do that on a consistent basis compared to if you're just sedentary, you know, you, you sit at a desk all day, you come home, and then you sit on the sofa after sitting at a desk all day, which burns very, very little calories. So if you can combine that list training um, with an increase in activity level. We do this inside our Fit Over 40 program and with just three sessions per week, which can be from as little as kind of 30 minutes a session. So really not a very big investment of time. Our clients will typically drop one to two dress sizes over a 12 week period. So if you can get things right with your exercise, 
you can avoid falling into that weight gain triangle and you can see very good results in a very short space of time. But you can't just nail the exercise side of things. And um, we have talked a little bit about nutrition, but there's more to it than just avoiding those hormone disrupting foods I mentioned earlier. You've also got to eat the right amount for you. You cannot out exercise the wrong diet. If you're eating way too much, you are not going to see results. And this might may sound really, really obvious, but this is the reason that most diets work. It's because it's the basic science of weight loss. Calories are basically a measure of how much energy is in food and drink. And you must consume the right amount of calories consistently over the whole week in order to lose weight, not too little and not too much. And it's an average over the week. A lot of people really stress about, you know, the days and going, okay, maybe Monday to Thursday, they eat really low calories, but they don't factor in the fact that the weekend they've had a takeaway and a drink and then the crisps come out and they've actually had, you know, double, triple the amount they were eating in the week. So it's about getting it right over the whole week. And a lot of diets will hide you from looking at calories they'll use things like point systems or other rules and claim they've got some sort of magic formula behind them and to make it seem like there's something special something unique so for example keto or low carb dieting typically the average person gets about 50 to 60 percent of their calories from carbohydrates if you cut them out you're reducing your calories by half maybe you eat a little bit more in terms of fat or protein because you've cut them out but typically you know massively reduce them by cutting out this whole food group but we're not going to get into this today, but it's not very sustainable for most people. If you can't keep up forever, the results will only ever be temporary. And what's more, they're just hiding from you the fact it's about reducing the calorie intake and improving your food choices. And point systems are much the same, probably less effective than keto because they don't work on improving food choices as much. It's more just about food points. But similar, like if you do a slimming club, they're basically just like tracking calories, but doing it less accurately. So there's less flexibility because there's things like, you know, pasta in, I believe in some, some of these slimming club approaches, you can have unlimited amounts of avocado and you can easily overdo it on those things. So they're just like a more vague, it's like saying rather than painting like a, you know, it's a bit patronizing. It's saying rather than painting like a, a, an artist would paint, like a watercolor, you're going to do paint by numbers and you end up with the much more basic painting most of the time. We don't think you should patronize people. We're going to tell you exactly what you need to do. And the key thing is you do need to eat the right amount, but it's not just about calories. Like the issue here is people then assume it's just about calories and they tend to go to starving themselves. But the reality is not all foods are created equal. Even if the calories are the same, they will not be having the same effect on your body. So it's an oversimplification, just look at calories. Calories in food are basically measured by burning the food in what's known as a bomb calorimeter and seeing how much energy comes off it, how much heat comes off it. And that's not a true representation of how our body digests food. Our stomach doesn't set the food on fire. And the makeup of the food that you're putting in changes how many calories are actually taken in by the body. So for example, if you eat something that's protein, let's say you eat a chicken breast, so it's pretty pure protein or like a tuna steak. 10 to 30% of the calories are in the food actually used to break down protein. So actually, if there was 100 calories in that chicken breast, you'd only get 70 or 80. If there was 200, you'd only get 140 to 160. If you ate a, let's say it's 200 calories that chicken breast, if you, you'd only actually get 140 to 160. If you ate a chocolate bar that's 200 calories, that's completely processed, the dairy milk is mostly vegetable fat and sugar, it's so highly processed that your body will absorb absolutely everything from it. So you will get all 200 calories of that in a really low quality form. It will absorb it really quickly because it's basically all 
broken down for you already so that you're then starving hungry again straight away afterwards and you want another one and this is not an accident these food manufacturers that make processed food have made this stuff like that so that you will eat more and more and more you'll never feel full it doesn't signal to your hunger hormones properly that you're full so if you just focus on calories you're going to be kind of you could you could be eating way too much of this kind of processed stuff and not feeling full and the same thing applies to so we talked about protein if you're eating protein you don't get all of the calories from it same with fiber so fiber is found in a lot of fresh fruit and veg so when it's in its fresh whole form fruit and veg has a lot of fiber in it and that is really slow to break down again so there's a lot less calories in it however highly processed foods if we look at like crisps chocolate cake pasta bread basically anything containing those wads foods i mentioned earlier alcohol as well you'll absorb all of the calories from it and they'll digest really really quickly and it's kind of like throwing petrol on a fire. If you want to keep a fire going, you could throw petrol on it. There'll be a massive burst of energy and then that'll be gone. And then you need to put more petrol on it and more petrol on it and more petrol on it. It's the same with this food. You're going to have to eat more and more and more to keep yourself energized. Whereas if you put a log on the fire, it will burn for hours and hours and hours and hours. And that's kind of what eating high quality food is, whether it's protein, whether it's fiber, or whether it's um, higher GI, sort of starchy or whole carbs that like kind of represent how they came out of the ground. So things like if you eat sweet potato, butternut squash, that's completely different to a different type of carb. So what we do with our clients, because that sounds very complicated and I get it. We always like to make things really simple. So we just focus on three things. We call them the key three. Calories, yes, because they still it still does matter. You do need to get that right. But we also need to focus on the quality of the food. So we look at protein as well and fiber as well. So for our clients, it's about having the right amount for them. And every single person is different. Every single person is unique. And we call it the Goldilocks principle. You don't want too much. You don't want too little. You need it to do just right for you. If you have too much, you won't lose weight. But if you have too little, you'll overstress the body. You'll stress, your body interprets it as a source of stress, like Ben mentioned earlier. You'll trigger the weight gain triangle and you won't be able to lose weight. So inside our Fit Over 40 program, basically every single one of our clients, they fill out a, in, an in-depth intake form um, we, we get starting measurements from the starting photos. We get all the information about their hormonal situation as well so that we can give them specific nutrition targets specific to them looking at those key three. And most of our clients are actually surprised by how much they can eat and still lose typically between one and two stone every 12 weeks in a way that's really flexible. And it can mean they still eat the things they like. And if you want to think about this in terms of an analogy, it's kind of like going to a specialist rather than the generalist for a health issue. Like, let's say you have a broken hand. A GP will refer you to a hand surgeon. The GP won't try and fix it for you. And it's the same with diets. Most diets are really, really generic. And they're trying to fix a very complicated problem, which is the changes in hormones that happen for a woman, woman over 40 as they approach menopause and around menopause and after menopause. It's totally different. And yet people are still following these generic approaches that are designed for women in their 20s and 30s men and women a lot of the time as well which again are completely different and therefore the results will not be very good it's kind of like going to a you know a general nurse or gp and saying do surgery on my hand it's probably going to be a bit of a hack job it's probably going to be quite painful and difficult and not be very good in the end so you need to work with your change of body and hormones again you need to get those key three right the calories protein and fiber and eat the right amount of those for you and you'll see really good results so the next thing to look at then is to proactively manage your stress levels so it's not possible to get rid of all the stress coming in. So most of the people we work with, they have a lot of pressure at work. They're in kind of back-to-back -back meetings. They're firefighting. They're managing a large number of people. Maybe in addition to that, they've got family responsibilities, looking after ill family members, looking after the house, looking after everybody else. 
And when you have all of that stress coming in, and if that isn't properly managed, that can lead to, as we talked about before, that weight gain triangle, from which comes from disrupted stress hormones, so leptin resistance, insulin resistance, thyroid deregulation. So if you've got all of those hormonal changes happening, which can then send cravings through the roof, and if you're also just feeling super stressed at the end of the day, that can then lead to drinking wine on the sofa, you know, kind of back on the laptop doing work that didn't get done in the evening, eating a whole sharing bag of chocolate every night, mindlessly munching through an entire bag of crisps or biscuits. And because the changes in insulin resistance and thyroid deregulation, as a result of those habits that can come from high stress, you're more likely to store all of that, those extra calories as body fat, especially around the middle area. So not only is it important to use an exercise and nutrition approach that keeps stress levels low and will be effective and will get your results as a woman over 40, but it's also important to proactively bring down stress levels on a daily basis to avoid overstressing the body and disrupting your hormones, but also to avoid slipping into bad habits like eating and drinking the wrong foods as a reaction to being too stressed on a day-to-day basis. And it's kind of like a bath where the taps are always on. If you were to take your bath and you just run both of the taps and imagine that you plug up the overflow thing as well and the water represents the stress coming into your life. So if you've got constant stress coming in, the plug is in, there's no overflow available, then eventually that stress is just going to build up and build up and build up and build up until it starts flooding over the side of the, over the bath, floods the bathroom, floods the top floor of your house, causes major issues, major damage. Um, so what you need to do is basically take that plug out. You need an outlet for that stress so that even if the same amount of stress is coming in, because you, you know, unless you're going to quit your job and give up on your family life, you can't remove all of the stress that's coming in. But you can take out a plug to avoid that stress overflowing. So there's lots of different ways to do this. There are less healthier ways to kind of deal with stress. For example, turning to alcohol, turning to chocolate, scrolling on social media. There's ways to deal with stress that are not necessarily very productive. But then there are healthier ways. For example, mindfulness, meditation, getting outdoors, things like that. So inside of our Fit Over 40 program, what we do is use a process called the Stress Shield which is a daily mindset routine that takes about seven to eight minutes per day. And that's like removing the plug. It just avoids those stress levels becoming too high and self-sabotaging as a result. And then in addition to this as well, because everyone's situation is different and everybody's life is different, if there are any additional kind of mindset struggles that people are having, maybe that's sort of perfectionism, maybe that's a lack of consistency, maybe they're lacking in motivation, We also like to just work with people on a one-to-one basis and coach them through any problems as well. But overall, we're taking care of stress before it becomes such a big issue and overflows and then leads to undoing your results, falling off the wagon and and ultimately going off track. And the last point, number five, on basically how to get back into your favourite clothes by summer, if not before, is ultimately to stop struggling alone. Like if you knew how to get results on your own, you would have already got it. You'd have already done it. It's kind of like what I mentioned earlier with the doctor scenario. Like you wouldn't try and perform hand surgery on yourself. I wouldn't anyway. (laughs) I think that would take a very long time to learn and it's likely to go wrong. It's very, very difficult to do difficult things completely on your own, but we like to think we can. But it's just like, you know, if let's say you're working from home and you're working from home on your own and maybe you've got no boss. Your boss is on a holiday or maybe your boss is on long-term leave or they've been fired, they've been, you know, made redundant. You've got no one keeping an eye on you. You've got no one to keep you motivated, no one checking up on what you're doing. And it's the same with 
losing weight. Like if no one is helping you to stay motivated to exercise and eat well and also giving you expert advice on what to do when it goes wrong. And again, we've mentioned so many times here, it's different for women over 40. So the thing that used to work, maybe just eating a bit less, maybe even doing more exercise, going and doing an extra gym class, it will not work anymore. So it's a new challenge for women over 40 and it's difficult to figure out if you don't know, um, if you don't know, you know the, what to do for the changes that are happening with your body. Your hormones are different, so it requires a different approach to actually see good results in the mirror. And if you're not seeing results, it's very hard to stay motivated. So what a lot of people do, and I will have done this January, is try and do it on their own, try and do what they used to do, not see great results, lose motivation, and ultimately give up and start making those poorer choices again. And obviously they're not seeing any progress or even going backwards. And what's more, most of the women we work with, their lifestyle is so busy and it's more stressful than ever. So it's really, really difficult for them to figure out on their own what to do and to have the time to do it, let alone actually put it into action. And look, I can even relate to this now, like here at Trinity, we have a team of 10 now. It's a lot bigger than it used to be. We have you know, an expert coaching team, but that requires management. We're growing the business. And any of you who know, you know you're, you're managing people, you're managing a team. You've also got family to look after. You've got a house to, to look after. There's not a lot of headspace to figure anything else out. So I don't even, and Ben doesn't even, we don't even write our own health and fitness programs anymore. Like, and we're experts. We know what we should be doing. I have coaches that write them for me. I show up, I follow the program that's given to me and I get results. And because they're there keeping me accountable as well, I know if I don't show up, I will get a message saying, where are you today? Have you done your thing today? And that makes it much, much easier to stay consistent. If I didn't have them there, it'd be very easy to throw in the towel during a busy, stressful week, especially when you've got kind of no one supporting you through those difficult times. It's very easy to fail in private. So I don't know how it is for you, but in our experience, there's two things which have really, really helped. So Firstly, being part of a group of like-minded people. So for our clients, it's being part of a like-minded group of women on the same mission. So you're not struggling on your own because often your family doesn't get it. Often partner doesn't get it. Often people at work, you know, the colleagues, other people can actually not be that encouraging. And they're going, oh, just have one. It won't hurt. And if you're just trying to deal with all of that on your own, it's really, really hard. And then even more importantly than that, having someone to help you, guide you and keep you accountable, who's an expert in getting you the results you want will take all the stress and uncertainty out of the process. So you're not doubting yourself. You're not thinking, mm, am I doing the right thing here? Should I do this or should I do that? You've got someone who's seen every problem that's going to come up for you thousands of times before. So we immediately know what the answer is and how to help you get the result you want. And that is exactly what our clients get when they join our Fit Over 40 program. It's why they typically lose between one to two stone every 12 weeks. And some lose even more, just like Laura did. So Ben, why don't you share um, what results Laura got uh, on the program? So Laura, who is a 43-year-old NHS manager from Cheltenham, she shared this with us at the end of summer 2022. So Laura said, earlier on this year, I got injured and really hurt my back. Whilst recovering, I started researching what women my age needed in terms of fitness, and I came across the term list. As I realized that this was what I needed to focus on, I also reflected that to succeed, I need goals and accountability. And on an internet search, I came across Trinity, which seemed to fit the bill in many ways. Reading the testimonials really helped me make up my mind to sign up. I was doing HIIT training through the Joe Wicks program, and although I'd lost some weight, I put it all back on and then got injured. I'd always been on a low-calorie, low-carb diet with varying results. I'd lose around four kilos every year after Christmas, and then by summer, I'd be back where I started. I've lost just over eight kilos, so just over one and a half stone, and I've lost four inches from my waist, so I'm really happy with my progress so far. I can see such a difference in how my clothes are fitting, and I've gone from a size 14 to a very comfortable 12, and hope to be in a size 10 by the time I reach my goal. 
My stomach is definitely flatter and I've really been working on my core recently, but the biggest area I've seen change is in my legs, which are now thinner, but also look toned. This is a first for me. I'm quite short and now feel a lot more confident about my shape as I used to feel quite dumpy. I'm also wearing dresses and shorts a lot more. I used to just wear jeans all the time and never show my legs. My mindset has massively changed too and now, and I now really try to care for myself by meditating and putting good food into my body. So you can see there how Laura has managed to see amazing results. And if you want more information about the program that she followed, you can find all of the details of our Fit Over 40 program if you go to www.fit40info.com. And I should add, Laura is still doing the programs so that was shared at the end of summer last year. She'd already lost that one and a half stone. She's now lost even more weight. She's now in even smaller clothes. She's pretty much getting into those size 12, uh, 10s now that she wanted to get into. And by summer, she should be very comfortably in all of that stuff. So she hasn't regained it like she did on all those other diets. She's maintained it and more and seen really, really you know, fantastic results by working with a changing body and hormones. So if you're interested, Ben, where's the link again to go and check it out? If you're interested head over to www.fit40info.com you can get all of the details of the program and all the details of the approach that Laura followed on that page awesome so that just about wraps up for today's podcast thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you next week for another episode we shall see you then so thank you for listening to today's episode of the trinity podcast if you've enjoyed today's episode don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows and also please leave us a quick review it only takes two minutes we do all of these shows completely for free to help you so we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all so thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the trinity podcast